one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Happy, happy new year, everyone. Welcome into Red Sox Beat, first of 2016 here on CLNS Radio. And before we get to that, of course, this week is brought to you by Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price because everyone deserves a great night's sleep. Get $50 off any mattress purchased by visiting casper.com backslash Celtics, entering the promo code Celtics. Again, that gives $50 off any mattress purchase on casper.com. Um, happy new year, guys. First of 2016 this is crazy. I'm hard excited. To, hard to believe that 2000 was 16 years ago now. That, that's that's, <laughs> yeah, that's part for me because that was the biggest it, deal in the world. Yeah, when we hit 2000, like they felt like the world was going to freeze over, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, it's 2000!" And now it's like that's crazy. Um, 2015 flu. Had had a good baseball year though. 2015 was fun to watch. Um, not around here, but everywhere else. It was fun to watch, and we got a big 2016 coming up. Pitchers and catchers. Like a month away, guys. That's crazy too. I'm just so excited. I love baseball. It's my favorite, and I have the. What's the countdown, Laura? I know you have a countdown going. 92 days until opening day. What's it? Till pitchers um, and catchers. I think it's like 31. Yeah, say we were so Red Sox report like just after the turn of the wow, month. That early, like February 4th. It's like the uh, no, it's right after the Super Bowl, so maybe like. No, it's like it's like the week after the Super it's Bowl. Like 30, 35 to 40 days. Yeah, I'm just gonna cool. go with it's like crazy. It's crazy in itself that the Super Bowl is in like a month. Yeah, seriously. But it feels Football's like we were just over. winning that. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Um, we won't talk about football though because Patriots disappointed us today. Um, but yeah, big things are coming in 2016. I think we're look we're all looking forward to the Red Sox here. We were last year too, but I think there's better hope this year because they actually filled needs and not just getting the highest paid players on the market. They did that, but it actually meant they got what they wanted out of the off season as well with David Price, Kimbrell, and so on and so forth. So we're looking forward to that. Um, of course, you can find us show-wise to follow on Red Sox, on Twitter, at Red Sox underscore Beat. Facebook's, of course, to search Red Sox Beat Podcast. We're on Tumblr as well, and you can subscribe to us on iTunes, rate, review us the whole nine yards. We ask you to do it every week, and we mean it. We sincerely ask you to do it. Um, it, it has a huge help to us, as well as, obviously, you can listen on Stitcher as well. Um, so, yeah, so we have a lot to talk about news-wise. I mean, there's a few things we can talk about. Um, the big one, obviously, involves the Yankees and the division, so we'll get to that. Um, we're going to play a fun little game involving steroids, and don't we all love steroids? So we'll get to that as well. Um, and we're going to do a little um, agreeing or disagreeing with Phil Rogers of MLB.com. Did a little 2016 prediction here at the turn of the new year, so we're going to uh, kind of go down the line of the top five for us out of the ten that he did, and we're going to kind of go back and forth on some of his bold predictions. So we'll get to that later in the show as well. But let's start with the big news this week, guys. Um, we talked about this last week in terms of the player, Aroldis Chapman. You guys both didn't think he was going to be on a team. I did. I thought he was going to be on a team at spring training. The, he's on a team now, and, he, and he's playing on a team now, and we know that. He's going to the Yankees for four minor leaguers. He was dealt this week. So now you have Aroldis Chapman in that bullpen for the Yankees when he's done being suspended, because that's probably going to happen. So that's, that becomes a stud bullpen, even more so. Yeah, I mean, with Andrew Miller, and Andrew Miller said he was fine with not being the closer and being a setup man. So that's a really stacked bullpen. And it's obvious that the Yankees want him because they wanted him at the trade deadline, but his asking price was way too high. And obviously with the whole domestic violence thing, it obviously has 
price and his value decreased and got they got four really non-elite minor leaguers for the guy. So yeah, wow, that's is he, so he's really he's automatically going to be the closer already. The no competition. Yeah, they, they already said it. Yeah, he's okay, but the, but the thing is though, Miller's never been a closer. I know that's the thing. Like he's always been a setup or a long relief guy. So like it's not really a huge deal to be like, okay, you're going to go to the eighth inning because he's always done that. You know, he, that's usually always been his role. But he was so good as a closer, and Chapman's so like wild and insane. Clearly, okay. So, but Cozy was has when he's healthy, he's been good at a closer. Does that mean you want to put Kimbrel in the eighth inning? No, no. I get no. I, Cha- I get both ways. Yeah, but because Chapman's at that level, Chapman's if not the best closer, top two. Here's the thing. Like him and here's Kim. the thing though. If he is suspended like we expect him to be, then they're obviously going to have to start the season with him not as a closer. So they're going to have to switch the closer once he comes back, and they might already be set and feel good in their roles. Think about that. I, I agree. It's, it's a risk you take, but the Yankees are one of the teams who would take that risk. And I think that they're benefiting him because after suspension, he's theirs, and next year he's theirs, and the year after that he's here, theirs. And they were pretty good without him. So if they have to survive without him for a certain amount of time for the suspension, I think they'll be fine because, like, like we said, Miller and Batanzas were filthy for them last year. So if they, they can get by until he comes back, they'll be fine. Lauren, do you think that affects them, having to switch it around again after a suspension? Uh, no, not really. I read earlier today that there was um, reports of Chapman's suspension, if there's going to be one, it's not going to be a lengthy one. Yeah, so, I read that article right now. No. Yeah, so, I mean, I think you guys summed it up best. They did fine without him last year. If they have to switch things up, until he comes back or find something else until he comes back, I think they're going to be fine. And Chapman's a really good pitcher. He's very dominant, so I think he's going to do really well for this team, whether he plays opening day or whether he plays a month into the season. The Yankees are thinking playoffs. That's obviously the, the, the objective. He's thinking, they're thinking later in the season, this could be like, I don't know what, I haven't read that article yet, but this could be, like you said, this could be, if this is a short suspension like that article suggests, what a month without him if that like it could be quick and then they have him for the entire year for most of it anyway and they could be dominant and push into the playoffs and then he becomes a dominant closer for a team in the american league who goal is to win a world series every year here's what i don't get why the heck would the suspension not be long what what do you have to do to get a suspension you got to do steroids or kill someone yeah like choking and shoving your girlfriend and shooting gunshots and stuff that's not enough to warrant a, a long suspension well well we don't know the policy by heart, like we haven't. Have we even looked it up? I don't think we have. No, I looked it up a couple shows before, but it kind of leaves it up to the what, up to them how they want to do it. Yeah. Okay, that's right. I it's that not now. like a specific uh, exact time for specific offenses. Yeah. So it's it's vague. Um, I don't know. Do if he doesn't get a long suspension, will the league get backlash for it? I think Pro- so. probably. I mean, we've seen what backlash Roger Goodell has gotten with the NFL. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, he's got, he's a multiple offender though. <laughs> but I mean, all it took was one time for him to mess up, and everyone was down his throat. And that's true. The MLB shouldn't do this. I mean, there's not really this kind of problem in the MLB, and I know there's been a few domestic violence and weird things that have happened this off season with big name players. They have the perfect outline of what not to do. So I don't understand why it wouldn't be a lengthy suspension. Yeah. The question is, what is what is long considered? According to them, like you said, Jared, as long thirty days, uh, thirty games. Is it fifty games? Are are they talking like long as like a hundred or more? Because it's the same. It's not expected to last long, and it's yeah. What's long? Hundred. That's that's that is long. That's still right. Long. And yeah. there's a lot of games in the season, and a closer 
they don't pitch every five games like a starter. They could go two, three, ga- four games in a row. So if 30 games could be a lot, you know, 50, obviously, I mean, it's hard to judge what would be a lengthy suspension in baseball. Well, I said it before, and I still think it would be foolish for this to, for them to suspend him any less than 50 games. Yeah. I mean, 50 minimum, in my opinion. But see, it's it's really now hearing what that article says. I'm just intrigued to see what the league interprets and what that who wrote, who wrote that article. Um, NJ.com, New Jersey. Okay. Like New Jersey's form of math live. Oh, okay. So whoever wrote the article, the author, um, th- what's their interpretation of long? Like like you said, Jess. Like what does that mean? Because a lot of people, long might be thirty, long might be a hundred. So it's like. What actually is long? So he, it could come down as fifty, and that could be short to some people. Well, it says it was according to a report from John Heyman, and it said the report said the league quote may not have enough evidence to deal a twenty-seven-year-old left-hander a lengthy suspension. So now the question is, what evidence do they need? Um, okay, because charges haven't been related to the incident, haven't been filed. So yeah, I guess it's up to them whether they like get official charges or they just say. We don't know exactly what happened, so therefore, we can't suspend right. you. That changes things. Yeah. But so he could not get suspended at all. I guess that because if they don't, if, yeah. they, if they don't have enough evidence to like press charges and actually go after him, they can't suspend him for nothing. What what evidence? Do they, I mean, they know what happened, right? It's pretty yeah, but like the thing is, though, it it sucks the way the court works. You know, you might know what happened, but if there's no physical proof of it, right. video, DNA, whatever you want to need nowadays, that might not, you know what I mean? It might not be good enough to go after him, even though you guys know it did it. Someone could tell you we did it, but like, but I mean, who, I don't maybe know. Maybe there's evidence that it hasn't just hasn't surfaced yet. Like the whole Greg Hardy thing with his girlfriend and the, those pictures surfaced months after that whole thing came out. So yeah. I mean, that just might so be that, a thing of surfacing. So that could change things and make the make it blow up at some point, and then the Yankees might get a lot of negative press that they weren't looking for. Yeah, they could even, honestly, if this, I don't know how long this will take, but like if evidence pops up after they report, it's not like it's they report in that long, it's only like a little over a month. So if they report and go to spring training, all this stuff, and then all this stuff comes out, you'll be at spring training trying to get ready for the summer, and then this will come and hit you. And that's all anybody will talk about once that happens. Yeah, yeah so it's a risk they're taking for sure. I think it's worth it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd rather have Kimbrel than Chapman. I think the Red Sox made the right decision. But Yankees wanted to shore up their bullpen even more, and I think that was – I think the Chapman trade was a direct response to the Red Sox getting Kimbrel. Right, because now we have the really good play-in bullpen, and now so do they. We have exactly yeah, the same thing. Now we're, now we're strong through six, and they're, they're strong through seven. Right. So, like – that's it was their response to be like, well, the Red Sox are now strong through six innings, so we might as well. We need to at least get to seven. We need to add another person, you know. Right. So because Batances is so nasty, and him in the seventh inning, you kidding me? Yeah, because that's where he's going. Are these two teams going to be at the top of the top of the division because they're pitching alone? Very well, could be. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Just just having that deadly late inning combo that can that can buy you so many extra wins. Well, look at the Royals. Like we we've talked about, it. look at the Royals. Right, they won good they They've won because of that. Their starting room pitching wasn't that great. And their offense wasn't certainly wasn't like top of the league or anything like that. It was no. solid and consistent and good, but it wasn't top of the league. Not at all. So, I mean, there's not much they can talk about it. Obviously, we know how it affects the Yankees on the field. We, we really don't know how it's going to affect the Yankees off the field until we really dive into it, until the Major League Baseball decides what they're going to do, and we know for sure. 
knowing that report from Heyman, I think they're going to go into spring training with nothing on his back, and he might not get suspended, guys. I think that would cause a lot of backlash and negative attention that the MLB doesn't need and they can easily avoid. I mean, if they don't suspend this guy, I just think it's such a bad look for the league. Well, we could even get into a case of, look, I mean, I hate to go back to Goodell, but he's such a good example for this kind of stuff now. Um, Goodell knew he did it, but it's like he, go, he played the I didn't see the tape card, with, especially with the Ray Rice situation, and that kind of gave him a backlash. And now it's like, well, what, what's this going to ha- happen? Gonna, what's going to happen now with Rob Manfred? Is he going to pull the, well, we don't have enough evidence, we didn't see anything type card, even though we know it happened? Like, that's exactly what Goodell did. I mean, I think he'll, I think he'll handle it much more professionally, and I think he'll really look at what what's been done with the NFL and what's he'll take a good look at the policy and the good look at the evidence if there's any or he'll get the stories he'll go I think he'll do a really good job before he makes his decision I would hope so it seems like he's a little more down to earth and like actually good at his job compared to Roger Goodell and plus in baseball the owners owners don't have as much say as the NFL owners do so in terms of just running the league, because the owners pretty much run Roger Goodell. So it, that, that's kind of where where that's at. Um, and the owners knew that Ray Rice being spent or all this stuff coming out was really bad for the game. And Roger Goodell was their fall guy. Now, Rob Manfred isn't completely under the owner's spell and on their leash. He kind of does his own thing, and he can do his own thing. So He actually seems like a human being. Yeah, exactly. Which Roger Goodell doesn't. <laughs> yeah. No, that's very true. So, so I'm, I'm intrigued to see where this goes. I think this is a big, big thing for baseball in terms of how people perceive it moving forward. Um, because if they do the wrong thing and they make and Manfred makes the wrong decision, this could set baseball back even further. Yeah, I think it's a big first, especially with Manfred being a, a new commissioner. It's, a, it's yep. a big deal in terms of what happens for the future. And I just hope that even if they don't have the sufficient evidence they need, they still do something and show that like they care about it and they take it seriously even if they don't have enough evidence yeah i, I i'm looking forward to the decision just because i'm intrigued to see what manford does in terms of, like you said jess he's a new commissioner so it's kind of a lot throwing at him and i'm intrigued to see how he handles it but on the field wise doesn't really scare me too much as a yank as the yankee rival because i just don't think i think right now you're still better than them on paper i have to you have to go by on paper now right like you can't judge it anywhere else like you haven't seen anything so I think right now you're still even with him on the team. Even if he wasn't get suspended for a game, and he played all year, I still think you're better than them. Yeah, because they have seven through nine. We, you know, like you said, we have Carson Smith and Junichisawa, so two an extra guy in addition to the already good guys. And yeah, I mean, at this point, I think Kimbrel's better than than Chapman, and I mean, Yuihara and Miller. I mean, probably at this point, Miller's better, but Yuihara could be good with with less less work, which would seemingly be the case with multiple extra good bullpen guys mm-hmm. and then the combo of Smith and Tozawa I'd, I'd take that over Batances one because it's an extra guy who you know is really good it's an extra inning yeah right and then yeah I mean Batances could fall apart at some point it's, I mean he's only been in the league a couple of years so I don't necessarily think he will but he's a little less a, a little less proven and I, th- I think the Red Sox right now have more potential for long relievers, which is huge. Considering both rotations are iffy, I think the Red Sox have a better rotation, which is hard for me to say. But, like, except for Tsawa, who I'm not Tsawa, except for, um, blanking on his name, Tanaka, who do they have? 
Yeah, not not a whole lot. Not much. They're still relying on Cece. Yeah. <laughs> if he's not, if he's sober. Right. If yeah, if he so, catches and figures it out. True. Yeah. So you're still relying on that. Whereas the Red Sox just add David Price. You get another year of these guys who were supposedly aces, but you saw a lot of positive things towards the end of last year for the Red Sox rotation. So. Right, and they're and they're hoping that guys like Luis Severino and Adam Warren are doing. They do have Michael Pineda, but he's so inconsistent. Never yeah, get and he's, he might get in trouble from Pine Tar again. Yeah, hey. <laughs> going to have that in back of your mind. You never know. But in terms, I just want uh, I have one more thought on the on the Manfred thing. I was just thinking it's kind of a it's not quite to the degree, but it's kind of a good comparison to Adam Silver because right as Adam Silver came in the job as NBA commissioner, he had to deal with the Donald Sterling thing. Yeah, and. And he handled, and he handled it great, and everyone loved him for it. So this is kind of—it's not exactly similar, but it's kind of a similar situation where, uh, kind of a big deal right at the beginning of your term, and people will make their opinions on you based on this one decision. And he—yeah, it's definitely—he made that sorry. decision pretty quickly too. Like he, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he press was conference. He was, yeah, it was a great. Like, I think just you and I watched that press conference, and it was just, he was just like, boom, he's banned for life. We're just like, whoa. <laughs> We're like, who's Adam Silver? <laughs> yeah, how, but the thing is, you knew it was the right decision, and we all agreed, because no one liked him. But um, I think the thing is with this is you want him to do the same thing. You want it to be a quick decision. You want him to kind of make his mark, and, and you're going to see the way he does make his mark. Manfred, he's coming in, and now he, this is the kind of his first big step. I don't think Pete Rose was really that big of a deal because he kind of stayed with the status quo. So I, I think this one is kind of the big one. Yeah, I agree. This is This is important for him, and... Yeah, in addition to what decision he makes, how long it takes him to make it, that's that'll definitely be another another thing to keep an yeah. eye on. Yeah. All right. So before we move on to some games and some other fun stuff, um, Dodgers have a quick couple news here. Items we want to touch on real quick. First, they did sign Japanese um, Kenta Maeda. I think that's how you say it. Uh, pending his physical, what do you guys think of that deal? Well, it's a big. I mean, it's a big deal because Maeda has been talked about for a while now and you know he's been he's been the big Japanese pitcher uh, for a couple of years now people have, maybe not quite that long but at least recently in the last last year or two he's been he's been all over everyone's radar everyone's thinking about getting him as yep. is the case with a lot of the Japanese pitchers that that come over here but he seems to be a really big deal and the Dodgers you know as we talked about in previous shows kind of messed up the offseason especially with not getting Zach Greinke back so I think it's a good deal for them. Uh, there's not, they're not sure yet exactly what the deal is going to be. If it's going to be, what I'm seeing is somewhere between five and eight years. Is what they're thinking, but they're still not 100 percent sure. So it'll be a long, longer term deal. I mean, he's a he's a a really good pitcher. I'm I'm reading here on him. He won the 2010 Sawamura Award with a 15 and eight record with 221 ERA, 147 strikeouts. 174 strikeouts and 215 and two thirds innings. So he pitches a lot of innings. He goes deep into games clearly, and he's winning awards over in Japan as well. And a lot of All Stars, uh, five-time Gold Glove Award winner in Japan. So he seems to be the real thing. He's 27 years old, right in his prime. So I I haven't seen anything negative about him. Yeah, it's definitely. I think it's definitely a good signing. Um, I think once the actual deal comes out, it'll be easier to to judge on it, but. You know, 15 wins, that was a career high for him in the past season, and the Dodgers obviously needed starting pitching. They need, And now they have Kershaw, Scott Kazmier, um A lot of lefties. Yeah, and he just fits right in. I think he's going to do great for this rotation. And 
yeah, he's been like Jeff said, he's been talked about, and I'm I'm excited to see him pitch. I'm excited to see what he can do and what he can hopefully help this Dodgers team. Before this was before this was announced, they had all lefties in their rotation, right? Yeah, and they had the all left-handed rotation. Yeah, that would be insane. I actually would have loved to see how that would have worked out. Yeah, and interesting. He's he's gonna break it. So. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's gonna be in the rotation. There's no way around that. But um, only having one righty in your rotation, though, still kind of bold. So we'll see how that goes. Um, what do you guys? Speaking of that, what do you guys think of them signing Scott Casimir? Obviously, it's a it's a three year, forty eight million dollar deal. He's obviously chump change to them. He's obviously garbage to them because they wanted he, they missed on a few other guys. Um, how did one? What does this do for the Dodgers rotation? Is it a good addition? And two, how does Scott Casimir feel? I think it's a fine signing. I mean, he can opt out after a year, and that's probably due to their their farm system. They have really good farm system pitching and. Yeah. Uh, they just signed, you know, they same thing. They needed pitching. They needed, so it's just a quick fix, I think. I think it's a good move. I mean, he's been a really good pitcher. Obviously, he had a couple of years of injuries and almost quit baseball, but he came back. He's pitched pretty well the last couple of seasons, and it's always good to have good lefties, experienced lefties, and I think he can definitely help them. I just think for what they missed out on, I think they're making amends nicely with Meta and, and Kazmir, and I, I think it was a really good move for them for what they need. I don't think their rotation is going to be um, as good as it could have been. Obviously, because you lose Granky, that's kind of tough to replace. But um, they're doing a good job putting the pieces together. Obviously, they don't care if it's lefty or righty dominant because they're mostly lefty dominant. Um, so I, I don't think they care. I think they just put the best pitchers they could find in their rotation. We'll see how it goes. Um, I think they have a lot of issues there that might keep them from winning. Yasiel Puig to be the big one. And I don't know how... This is going to help too much. I still think I think the way the rotation pans out, I still think it's a step back from where they were. So I don't know what's going to happen with them. But early on, I still think they're one of the bigger losers this offseason, to be completely honest. Yeah, I think they are too. But I think they're at least putting the pieces together nicely. And obviously, we know Kershaw is good. Uh, obviously, the jury's out on Meta and the and the majors because we obviously haven't seen him pitch yet. But you know, Casimir has been proven has some solid seasons. Uh, Hyun Jin Ryu, one of the other lefties you're talking about, he's He's gotten 14 wins uh, in 2013 and 14, so he's he's had some some good luck in the last couple of years. And you know, Brett Anderson, pretty inconsistent as well. Uh, Alex Woods, another possibility, another lefty, like you said, all lefties. Um, yep. And yeah, he's up and down too. So definitely a lot of question marks, but at least backed by Kershaw and uh, and Kazmir, they I mean they at least have a shot, and they're better than they were before. Yeah, definitely, definitely think they're better than before. It's not like they missed out. I mean, obviously they missed out on not getting Granky, but they didn't miss out completely this off season. And I think by adding Casimir to the rotation, I think it does help them absolutely. Um, but like I said, I think it's just a quick fix for them. And if it, like you said, he can opt out after next one year. So if it doesn't work out, he doesn't want to be there. It's not too much of a lose lose situation. We'll get. I'll get your uh, predictions for the NL West a little later because it's going to come up in our other segment. But um, I think the Dodgers are still right there, despite them getting a little worse. I think just overall. Um, and, and again, they have new manager. Who knows how he's going to do in terms of Dave Roberts and how he kind of come in and handle that locker room. I think um, with a new manager, it's tough to just expect to win year one. But I think that's what they, that's expected in L.A. because they've been so close for so long. And now I think Dave Roberts is expected to win day one. So we'll kind of see how that one goes for sure. Do you guys think I'd be a good manager? Real quick. Do 
Do you think? Do you think he'll be able to win it year one? No. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I like it real quick. Like I asked. Uh, I think he'll be okay. Okay, we can talk more about it after because it's going to come up eventually. It's going to come up in like a few minutes anyway. But I was just curious because I I think he's going to be a very underrated manager this year. I don't know if he's going to win, but I think he'll ha- he'll be able to grab that locker room pretty quick because we all know he's a locker room guy. He has, he always has been. He was great here. Obviously, he's known for the steal, but he was great in that locker room all year. So I think that he'll be he'll he'll be good for that team. And they just they just needed a change. That's all it was. They needed a change. He was getting kind of stagnant out there in L.A. So before we get to Phil Rogers and his predictions and his crazy nutty predictions, let's do a little game that I wanted to do. Spur of the moment, thought about it about five minutes before we hit record on the show. Um, I want you guys, we're going to talk about this steroid style. I want you guys to give me three steroid users who should be in the Hall of Fame. Most, Mind you, most of these guys aren't getting in the Hall of Fame. I highly doubt they will. But just want to do this because there's a Hall of Fame chatter now, and there's a prediction in the, in the uh, Phil Rogers article about Hall of Famers. So I kind of wanted to just keep that theme. So give me your top three users of steroids, of the steroids, of the human growth hormone that should be in the Hall of Fame. Let's start with Jess. All right. Well, um, before I get to the obvious ones, I'm going to start with, with uh, Jeff Bagwell. He's not proven to be a steroid user. I don't necessarily even think that he is a steroid user, but people think he is. People people have, have definitely talked about it plenty. It's a possibility. So if we're going to throw him in that category, then I think he's he's definitely someone who should be in the Hall of Fame, uh, d- despite I guess despite the uh, the speculation. If you look at this guy's numbers, okay. First of all, what I love because I always love this in players is that he played his entire career with one team. That was the Houston Astros, 15 years with them, and I think that is always important in terms of Hall of Fame credentials because it shows that you're committed, dedicated, you you stick around with the city and the team no matter what, and I think that's really respectable. So that's my first that's my first uh, reason for picking him. My second one, just consistency of numbers. This guy, let's just rattle off a few here. 39 homers, 21, 31, 43, 34, 42, 47, 39, 31, 39. That's a lot of good home run numbers. He had 449 for his career, you know, close to 500. That's that's a lot of home runs. It's more than most guys who have ever played the game. Uh, RBI-wise, same thing, 116, 87, 120, 135, 111, 126, 132, 130. Also really consistent, really solid. Uh Batting average, 297 career average, almost hitting the 300 mark. So between the average, the 449 home runs, 1,500 RBI, you know, very durable, played full 162-game season four times, 161, 160, 159, 158. So he literally almost played every game every single year. You know, it's, he's, he was the face of that franchise along with, with Craig Biggio, and who is in the Hall of Fame now. So I think just all those things combined, along with four All-Star nods, he won an NL MVP in '94, Rookie of the Year in '91. He won a Gold Glove, three-time Silver Slugger. His numbers retire with the team. I think he's, I think he's legitimate. I don't, like I said, I don't necessarily even think he did steroids, but if we're throwing him in that category, looking at what he did, I'm signing him up. Yeah, I like, it. I like that too. Did I make a good case? <laughs> you did. I, I, I like it. I think you made a very good case. I think I mean I've always liked Jeff Bagwell. I think he should be in too. So I mean I, I think a lot of those I think a lot of those guys should be in. I've always wanted Jeff, I always wanted Jeff Bagwell to play here. So did I. And the, 
And there were always small rumors of that happening, but it never actually did. And I was always disappointed, but I, I always wanted Jeff back. He, I feel like he would have killed it at Fenway Park. Yeah, crashing a little low, just blasting the ball over the monster. Yeah, he, he had a lot of opposite field power. Yeah, he did. He was just good, period. You don't, you don't, get, those, that was probably you don't get those but, numbers hey. without being good. But yeah, I mean, if you want to if you want to claim steroids, then true. maybe that was the reason he was good. But I'm going to hold true that it wasn't and, and <laughs> put him in the Hall of Fame. Do you want me to get my other two before you guys go, or do you want to do it one by one? Um, you can get your other two. Okay. Um, more of the obvious ones. Uh, first, Roger Clemens, because, you know, he's he was really good, no question about it. Who knows how much of that was steroids or not? You know, it is. It is. I, was, I mean, it's proven. He he denies it because he's going to de- deny it forever. But um, he was on the Mitchell Report. You know, the whole thing with Brian McNamee, the trainer, and his testimony and all that. You know, so who knows with that? But the thing with him is that he was like one of the best pitchers of all time. Period. And as yep. we all know, with this stuff, it's you're not going to get. You're not going to be. Steroids aren't going to do that much for you to make you the absolute best. You're still going to have to, you know, plenty of guys do steroids who aren't the best. So you still have to be good at your sport or great at your sport, steroids or not, which you would assume he would be considering he was won seven Cy Youngs, 11 All-Stars, a couple championships, you know, seven-time ERA leader, four-time MLB wins leader, all that. So 354 wins total. So obviously he's a great pitcher. Either way, so if we're going to be putting putting steroid guys in it, then you would think that he would be the top pitcher, considering three oh, three hundred fifty four yeah. wins is uh, pretty solid. It's a lot of wins, so that's that's why I'm going with him. It pretty much speaks for itself. And now, after Wade Boggs getting going to get his number retired by the Red Sox, now people are wondering what about Roger Clemens? Will they retire his? And that'll be a whole other a whole other story for for another time. But um, so that's why I pick him. The other one is. Barry Bonds, and I don't really like Barry Bonds, so I don't like saying this, but yeah. you would assume that he probably would have hit, you know, a decent amount of home runs if he didn't do steroids, considering he hit 750, 62, 762? Yes, 762. It's a lot of home runs. Steroids or not, who knows how many that added, but even if you want to, you know, take away 300 home runs from steroids, that's still 462 which is more yeah. than Jeff Bagwell, who I just picked to go to the Hall of Fame. So, you know, he seven MVPs, eight-time gold glove. He did it in the field. He did it at the plate. You know, obviously he was the biggest deal and the best hitter. And, yes, he did steroids. Who knows how much it did. I'm not necessarily in favor of, like I said in the past, putting steroid guys in. But that's obviously what the game we're doing is right now, and he was the best hitter at that time. So you kind of yeah. got to go with him. So those are my three. Yeah. I like it. Bonds and Clemens are kind of the probably top two for a lot of people, just because they're probably the best two out of a lot of people who are named and linked to steroids. I think um, yeah, we'll keep. I'll talk more about. I'll give honorable mentions after because that's what I was about to do, and we're not done yet. So I'll give honorable mentions after. Um, let's do this because I, this this one player that we all have. So let's kind of wipe that one off the board. That's Roger Clemens. All three of us agree that Roger Clemens should be in the Hall of Fame by far, and I think. And Lauren, you could speak for yourself, but I think everything that Jeff said about Roger Clemens is right. Um, he was a winner. He was a gamer. He struck everyone out, and he won a lot of games. And whether he took steroids or not, he uh, but hey, he was a good pitcher. He he deserves to be in. No, absolutely. I can't disagree with you guys on this. And like Jeff said, you have to be good at the game 
to be a good player. You can't just go in being bad at pitching or even bad at hitting and just take some steroids and all of a sudden you're really good. Like you have some sort of concept of obviously how to play and you know what you're doing out there. So it's not like they didn't, these people and Roger Clemens specifically didn't know what they were doing in, in regards to in, in playing. So he took the mound every night, juiced up every night, but he still pitched really well. Pop that needle. Steroids yep. alone doesn't give you 354 wins. That takes, no. it might give that you takes like, some time. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. He he had a great career, and he deserves to be credited for that. So I think all three of us are in good reasoning, believing that Clemens should be in the hall. So, Lauren, why don't you give me your other two besides Clemens? Okay, um, so number two would be Sammy Sosa. Slamming Sammy Sosa. <laughs> um, I believe this is his last year. To be eligible. Oh, he's not getting. He's not and, getting. No, it. I don't think he is, but I do think he deserves it. Um, Six hundred nine career home runs, but he just—I think it was last year—they said it was like six or seven percent of the votes for the baseball writers, and that—that's uh, obviously not, not, not enough to get you in there. Um, and it's I, not. I thought it was. Oh. No, you need like eight. No, but um, and he's been on the ballot for past few years now it's, I don't think he's getting in but I think he deserves it um he's just like you said slamming Sammy Sosa he's known for that for a reason and his home runs is just like just said you you don't hit 609 home runs off from just from steroids yeah 98 and 99 were like the best years for baseball those two years when him and McGuire went back and forth I feel like steroids yeah and that's why they were, the best they were the best time for baseball. You know, as a kid, Jess, you loved those two years. You loved watching the 99 All-Star Home Run Derby. Oh, my well, God. Yeah, of course, because we were oblivious and had no idea that there could be any any cheating involved with this incredible baseball. Oh, even if I wasn't oblivious and I knew, I was still would have loved yeah, it. Well, I was oblivious. I don't know if I would have loved it that much. But. It was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. But hold on. Let me just confirm that. We're, we're just saying, if we had to pick steroid guys to get in, we're saying this. We're not necessarily saying that these guys should get in, period, right? Oh, I oh, I mean, I am. Okay. Are you, Lauren? The three that, I, the three that I'm giving you are the three that I think I think should get in. Okay. I just, I just think they deserve to be in. I'm not saying they're getting in, but... I... Oh, I'm not saying my guys are going to get in. I just think that these are the three that I will get in. Okay. I mean, not will, but, like, should get in if they would choose three. I just wasn't 100% if, if we think these guys should get in or if we think that if we're allowing steroid guys in, they should get in. But I guess it's not that different, so... Kind of the same thing. Yeah. Because I don't necessarily think that they should get in because of the steroids, but if we're allowing steroid guys to get into the Hall of Fame, then yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, Lauren, who's the other one? Um, Jared, you actually have this guy on your list. It's uh, Mark McGuire. Uh-huh. And, you know, it was, like you said, it was a lot of fun to watch him and hitting all those home runs in 98, 99. And it was painfully obvious that this guy was on steroids. And the size of his neck, his arms, just him. He was, he was just, way too big. He's a very <laughs> large human being. And um but I can just use this excuse for every player. Like you he's he was good. He's a very good baseball player and he's he had a good swing, obviously. He had a lot of home runs and you don't you're not good just from steroids. Like it doesn't make you a good athlete. It just makes you perform better, yes, it makes you stronger. But you they still have to do they still have to stay in shape. They still have to keep themselves healthy, and they still have to practice every day with the team. They're just choosing to make themselves stronger and make themselves a better player. But it doesn't just like it doesn't. You just don't. You're not a good player because of steroids. Like I can't stress that enough. Like the what three of us can take steroids, and it doesn't mean we'd be good baseball players. 
Exactly. <laughs> what um, I'm going to add to the Mark McGoy argument. What year did he start taking steroids? Nine. Supposedly. Ninety. Based on his numbers, I'd say ninety-six, but I don't know officially. I'd say okay. like ninety-six, ninety-seven. Okay, so if you're going off that, which I think that's about right, look at his years in Oakland, from like eighty-seven to ninety-two, home run numbers in order. In eighty-seven, he hit forty-nine home runs, second year in the league, first real full year. 49 homers, 32, 33, 39, 22, 42. Those are solid numbers, home run-wise. He had 118 RBIs in 1987, 108 in 90, 104 in 92. And mind you, two of those years, he also had 99 and 95. He was an all-star in all those years, MVPs. He obviously was rookie of the year with his numbers, because rookie, his rookie season, he went 49 homers and 118 RBIs. That's insane. And his slugging percentage was 618. His career totals, home runs, 583. I know those are tarnished by the steroids, but 583 homers, 1,414 um, RBIs with a career batting average of 263. For a power hitter, those numbers with the batting average are, are phenomenal. And like you said, Jess, not all those home runs were tainted steroids. Look at the numbers, like I said, in the 80s leading into the early 90s without steroids. We know those weren't steroid years. Those were solid numbers. Hold on, hold on. I'm reading right now. He admitted using them in 1989-90 offseason, and then after he was injured, 93. So he may have been on them in 89-90. 89-90. Okay, so that takes off his 95-year in arcade. But he also had, before that, it you was 118 and yeah. 99 RBIs with 49 and 32 home runs. So like it didn't really change too much. It wasn't like he went from 49 to 70. Yeah. He admitted using them on occasion throughout the 90s, including the 98 season. He said he used them to recover from injuries, so... I don't know, do you appreciate him more for admitting all this stuff and telling you the specific times or less because he blatantly cheated and knew it and I don't know. What do you think? I I appreciate him for telling us the truth because a lot of them didn't and a lot of them still haven't told us the truth. And I think there's enough in his stats to support that even the years he didn't take them, he was still a pretty damn good ball player. Yeah, I definitely have, I guess, more respect for people who can come out and say that, yeah, I did it, I knew I was doing it. And then there's people like A Rod who just go on national TV and just blatantly lie, and A-Rod. even though it's and obvious they didn't. Was it. about everything, yeah. right? And still, like, it's I'd rather have somebody come out and say, "Yeah, I did it. I knew what I was doing." Than somebody like, "Oh no, I wasn't doing anything." Like, it's I would just rather <laughs> be be told the truth and be hurt by the truth. <laughs> yeah. So look, for me, he's probably he's in my top three because I think out of all the ones who did steroids. Plus, you you include the impact on the game. He was huge for baseball. He was huge for the game of baseball. Him and Sammy Sosa both were huge for the game of baseball. Their home run battles that year were insanely good for baseball. I don't care who was choosing. They were good for baseball. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And uh, my other two, Jess already said too, Bonds and Clemens. Um, I think Barry Bonds should definitely be in, hands down. Home run champ has to be in the Hall of Fame. Steroids or not, he's the home run champ. He's, his name is on the wall in the Hall of Fame. He should be in the Hall of Fame. I just wish this whole thing never happened. <laughs> I'm yeah, really, you can't I'm take really, back an entire era. I'm really so. conflicted about it. It just bugs the crap out of me, and I just wish that it didn't happen. And well, writers aren't going to change, so they're not going to get in. So, Yeah, and I'm fine with that, personally. But Ortiz will probably be the first one that like is linked to steroids that should, will probably get in the Hall of Fame. Good. It should be that way. Agreed. Most likely. I'd be shocked if it, that wasn't the case. Biased or not, whatever. Good. That's good. That's good for me. <laughs> yeah. I, well, he should be in the Hall of Fame, but um, 
At least I'm consistent, Mister. Let's not put steroid users in, but maybe put David Ortiz in. Yeah, but it's just they just didn't prove crap, and it's not like these guys. You know, it's just it's that's just not. <laughs> it's not. That's not on the same level. Oh, it's not even close to the same. But, no. um, but yeah. So there you go. There are our top three steroid users to get into the Hall of Fame. Um, and let's let's move on now because this is kind of a nice segue here. Because Phil Rogers of MLB.com, uh, Lauren found this. If I'm right, right. Um, put an MLB.com story up. 2016 bold predictions, and we're gonna do it agree or disagree for our top five out of the ten. Um, first one, we're gonna keep it Hall of Fame theme here. Ken Griffey Jr. will be the first Hall of Famer to be unanimously voted in. Agree or disagree? I agree. Disagree. I agree. He is getting it unanimously. Like this guy was phenomenal. He, he, I mean, you guys know how much I love his swing. His, I could, oh, his <laughs> swing is gorgeous, and he was so good for the game. His numbers were there, and anyone, any voter for the Hall of Fame would be moronic to not vote for him to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think he'll definitely be unanimous. I mean, I know, you know Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, Ted Williams, these people weren't unanimous, but when you look, Jared, like you said, his numbers, 630 home runs, 13 all-star appearances, 10 gold gloves, and MVP, and there is nothing on his reputation in an era where in an era where it was just tainted by steroids all over the place. He did it clean. He did it clean. And that's exactly why he should be in, and I know, like, Nolan Ryan, I think 98.8% was, like, the closest – someone's ever come to being unanimous. And I think Ken Griffey's the person to, to get the unanimous vote. I think we're going to see it this year. I think so, too. I say disagree, not because I think want that to happen or anything, because I fully believe that he should be unanimous. But there's always one jack wagon who <clears throat> doesn't. And it's gonna happen. So it's true. gonna happen again. I don't think this. I don't think. I in fact, I don't think there's any way that he's gonna get unanimously voted. There's gonna be someone or but a couple see, people who see. don't. To use your words, Jess, um, that jack wagon mm-hmm. who randomly votes for someone usually is steroid related, right? Most times people are like, "Oh, well, I, I'm not going to vote for him because he did steroids," and that's why people don't keep voting nowadays. That's kind of it. This guy, like like Lauren said, clean through in an era that wasn't clean, like Pedro, clean in an era that wasn't clean. And God, I know he wasn't unanimous, Pedro, but he was clean in an era that wasn't clean. He got put in. Griffey's going to get in. That's not a question. I think we all know Griffey's getting in. But unanimous, I think he deserves it. I think he will. I think I think Lauren's right. This is it. This is the year. He's going. He's getting it unanimously voted. I I hope so, but I just don't think it's going to happen. There's still going to be steroids or not. There's still going to be some jack wagon who does it. That's sort of thing. You know what though? <laughs> this is really weird. I didn't know this. Looking at this Wikipedia page, do you guys know that he attempted suicide? I did hear that. Yeah, I heard that as well. Yeah, I didn't know that. In 1988, he was 18 years old. I didn't. Yeah, I, I wasn't aware of this. Interesting. Well, well, that has anything to do with this, but it's just something I saw, and I was like, oh, 277 aspirin pills. Wow. It's a lot. Same. Yeah. That's wild. Well, he's, he, he didn't die, so nope. we were blessed with Ken Griffey Jr. and his home run perfor- uh, derby performance in, at Fenway. Oof. Yeah, so that's, Oof. that's what we can say for that. He didn't He didn't die, so he got to play <laughs> and do everything that we're talking about, so, so yep. go Ken. I like it. I love Ken. Oh, I could watch him swing all day. I used to have that old N64 game, the Ken Griffey Jr. baseball game. Loved it. I was addicted to it. Um, it like come out in like 10 years that he did steroids. Yeah. How terrible would that be? See, there are no... He did not bulk up at all. He was skinny almost his entire career. Right. And his numbers are pretty pretty consistent, too. The only time he got bigger is when he played for the Reds when he was old and fat. 
Like, <laughs> true. That's he, it. he did play 22 years, so. Yeah, he's expected to get old and fat at some point. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about the NL West. We kind of we talked about the Dodgers a little bit earlier, just announcing their news. Um, he's predicting that the Diamondbacks will win the NL West, upsetting the Dodgers and the Giants. Uh, agree or disagree? Disagree. Disagree. I'm going to go agree on All this right. Topic. Even yeah. your precious Giants? Uh, I, I know. It's their year, too. It's so hard to say no to that. But I don't think the Dodgers are going to win that division. I think it's going to be between the Giants and the Diamondbacks. And I think the Diamondbacks were so close last year in terms of being good. They added Granky, and they still have Goldie. And I think this might be their year, and the Giants might not have a great year. They might end that trend. I, I, I'm, I'm going with the Diamondbacks. I mean, I think they'll be a legitimate threat, but I don't think they're going to win the NL West. And who finishes third, Lauren? Who finishes third? Who finishes third? Yeah. Dodgers. Okay. Okay, we're on the same page. There. Yeah, I think the Dodgers are going to finish third. Um, but in, I know they added pitching. They added depth. Um, you know, Granky, um, Shelby Miller, but. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't see them being or matching up to the Giants. But I think they're going to have a good winning season. I, I just don't think they're going to finish first. And it's an even year for the Giants. So, <laughs> so hard to pick against fate. It is exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Giants as well. I like the Diamondbacks story. Obviously, I love Goldschmidt because I picked him to be MVP this this last year when we were making our MVP predictions. Obviously, it didn't happen. It was Harper, but I love him and. AJ Pollock's really good. They got some good pieces, and I definitely like like what they put together. But it's an even year. The Giants, the Giants got Cueto and Samarja, I, with a rotation of Bumgarner, Cueto, Samarja, PV, and Matt Kane slash Chris Hessen. Man, that's good. And if you add on top of that, Buster Posey, Hunter Pence, Brandon Crawford, Brandon Belt, closer, and Santiago Casilla. I don't see the Packs being better than them. I think it will be close, but. I think it's at least in the regular season it'll definitely be the, the Giants here and I think it would I think it'd be foolish to pick anybody else. I can see why people would and I know you like to spice things up a little bit, Jared, which is probably why you picked them to be first, but spice things up a lot. I don't just I don't think it's possible. I, I just don't. I think it's gonna be closer than a lot of people might give them credit for. I don't think the Dodgers are gonna be there. I don't I don't the Dodgers might miss the playoffs, guys. I don't know. But um Yeah, I'm definitely putting them third in the division. I'll yeah, they're definitely third in the division. They're definitely third in that division. I mean, who knows? You might see those three guys all get in the playoffs. You never know. But um, it's a good chance Dodgers miss the playoffs, in my opinion. All right, number three. Um, the AL Cy Young Award winner. The way he worded it, he said, will be a lefty from Chicago, from the White Sox, but will not be Chris Dale. And he picked Jose Quintana to be the AL Cy Young Award winner. Agree or disagree? Uh, disagree. Yeah, totally disagree. Absolutely not. Um, I'm disagreeing, too. Give me someone, if we're all on the same page, who will be the American League Cy Young Award winner? Bold prediction time. I already have a pick. David so. Price. That's, darn it, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually what I was thinking, too. Uh, so, terrible. Well, there's no um, way he's going to get it if we all think it. Yeah, sorry, David. <laughs> Didn't mean to fix you. Uh, no, I think realistically, though, when you look at David Price, he's in a new place. He wants to win this year. The Red Sox are built to win, or at least get the playoffs, and he's Almost had, won the Cy Young last year, right? Yep. Um, if it wasn't for Dallas Keuchel. And I don't think Dallas Keuchel's going to have that good of a year again. I think he's going to have so, a great year. Oh, I'm not saying it's not going to be a great year. But I think that doing exactly what he did last year is going to be really tough to replicate because he's a young guy, but he killed it last year. And I think David Price is a veteran, and I think he understands it. And I think he's going to benefit from having Christian Vasquez behind the plate for him. And I, I, I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to be the Cy Young. 
I just don't see any reason why Quintana would get it. Just you know, reputation. That was very wise. bold of him. That was very bold. It was. Him. He's never had one double digits in a season. He's yeah. No decisions left and right, and he, he's not that he's a bad pitcher. He throws two hundred innings, and he just can't get the wins together. It's. I just don't see him being Cy Young. I don't see him all of a sudden turning around, getting eighteen, nineteen, maybe even twenty wins, and blowing it out of the water. There's too much. There's tough competition out in the AL, and I just don't think he's up for it. Yeah, it's really bold either way, you know, ERA or not. He's had good ERAs every season, but he's been under 500 the last two seasons. Like I said, this doesn't necessarily mean anything, but it's to go from under 500 to being Cy Young seems like a little bit of a stretch. Maybe like three or four years down the line, maybe we'll give him Yeah, he that. could do it. He's going to be a good pitcher, yeah. but I think a little early for that prediction. Knowing from Fannin, 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 Fannin. Couple of different points last year, and God, he was maddening. This guy was good, and then hurt, and then questionable, and then good, and then hurt. And I was like, I can't figure this guy out. So, from a maddening fan fantasy standpoint, I definitely don't think he's as good as is uh, Mister Rogers here is saying he is. So, yeah, I I remember you, you were you were up and down on Quintana like all year. Yeah. Also, all summer, you were like, crap, I don't know what to do with him. <laughs> he was so maddening, I could not figure the guy out. I was like, you kept wanting to drop him, and then he pitched well, so you kept him, and then he sucked again, and you just didn't know what to do. Yeah, that's what happened. I had him, then he got hurt, got rid of him, he came back, I left him off, then he pitched really well, then I picked him back up, and then he started pitching bad again. I'm like, what the heck am I supposed to do with this guy? <laughs> he was a struggle for you. Uh, he, was, he, he, made you he turned you into a hot mess, that's for sure. So for that alone, um, I'd say screw him. <laughs> <laughs> screw you, Jose Quintana, for hurting Jess's fantasy team. How dare you. <laughs> All right, let's move on here. Um, before we do the World Series prediction he made, let's do the MVP prediction. He predicted that Lorenzo Cain and Jason Hayward would be the AL and NL um, MVPs, respectively. Agree or disagree? Um, disagree. And you can split it. You can say agree for one, disagree for the other one. Uh, I think I'm going to disagree with both. Yeah, I'm okay. disagreeing with both, too. It's Phil I'm, agreeing with nuts. <laughs> I'm agreeing with one of them. Okay. I think Lorenzo Cain is going to be the AL MVP this year. I think they're coming off a World Series. He wasn't. He didn't have the best year this past year. I think he's due for a year to help them go back to the World Series and kind of defend their title. And Lorenzo Cain's a great player, guys. So I think he's going to come and just kind of spark that team even more. And I, I think he's going to be your AL MVP. I don't agree with Jason Hayward though, um, but I, I definitely think I think Lorenzo Cain's going to do it. I agree with uh, Phil Rogers on this one. I mean, it's definitely definitely a good um, prediction. I don't think it's a bad one. I just think. Um... Carlos Correa is going to get AL MVP. He got Rookie of the Year, and I think he's just going to continue with that and just build off such a good year from last year. I think it's I think it's going to be Correa. Wow, that's bold. That is really bold. Is, are you going to go Correa and Chris Bryant on us now, Lauren? You're just going to use that as your prediction? Yep. Come on now. Yep, you know. Too it. easy. Too easy. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I think Kane is a little bit of a stretch. I think Hayward's even more of a stretch. But especially with guys like Donaldson and, and Batista hanging around out there. I think yeah, I think Korea is a, a decent pick, but should I go uh no, that'd be crazy, wouldn't it? I want to say Xander Bogart. <laughs> oh, stop it. I know you'd like that shirt. He could win the batting title though. Yeah, he could. He yeah, I think MVP might be a little bit a little bit of a stretch for him. But then this definitely he's he's getting a gold glove this year. I'm predicting that. No, definitely. He's got to He's getting a, he's getting the gold glove at short this year. But I think overall for the AL, I, I'll probably still go, still go with the uh, the easy pick and say Mike Trout. That's a good one. I like it. Because I wouldn't be surprised at all for that. 
and which I mean, obviously this guy's being bold because he probably wouldn't pick Lorenzo Kane if he wasn't being bold. Yeah, but I, no, I, I think I think he's crazy. So I'm gonna go, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go Trout and then NL. That's a good question. What do you, who do you guys think for the NL? NL, I'm giving it to Harper, man. <laughs> I am too. As much end? as much as it pains me, I was between him and Buster Posey. I'm giving it to Harper. But, I could see Buster Posey winning it though, because if it's the Giants' year, like we all believe it will be, um, because it is their even year, he's always a big part of that. Yeah, absolutely. When they succeed, when he succeeds, they succeed. So I can see if the Giants do play well this year, he'll be a big reason for it, and I could see that happening. But I just, it's so hard to pick against Bryce Harper. It, as much of a just, I don't even know what to call that dude. But like, as much of an asshat that he is, he he's good. Uh, using just terms, he is a uh, jack wagon. <laughs> but I, he's a very big jack wagon and I've said it before he's an amazing baseball player he's just such a meathead and a bimbo like just <laughs> led base like led the league in home runs on base percentage slugging percentage he's there's no doubt about his numbers are are great and he's probably going to have a great season next year because he's still young he can put up these amazing numbers and of course I want him to succeed I just want him to tone down his cockiness like just leave meatheaded bimbo with a nice head of hair is what he is. Well, Harper's an easy pick, but I'm I went I went with the last year at the end. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt, everyone. <laughs> Shocker! There you yeah. go. Shocker! You have like a crush on you. You feel like Goldie, like I do with Sandy. I know. Like, you love. And I've never even seen the guy play. <laughs> I just love his numbers and his consistency. That's true. He is very consistent. He is. So I'm gonna go with That's him. Sure. I think if we're talking about Arizona being better and whatnot, then I'm gonna go with Goldschmidt because. I like it. Why not? But this stuff's all stupid in the first place because we're all going to be wrong. It's going to be random people. Crazy stuff oh, always happens. You know, it's just. Oh, of course. But it's fun. I know. It's, it's the opposite. It's I mean, you something to talk about from their mind. I just stuff. always feel stupid afterwards. I'm like, this is all yeah. really pointless and dumb because nothing's says ever going to happen anyway. Yeah. <laughs> all right, there's one more we want to get to, and it's the big one. He made a bold prediction about who's going to win the whole thing the kitten caboodle, whole kitten caboodle, the World Series. He said the Cubs will win the World Series. Agree or disagree? Disagree. Disagree. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> guys, this is it. Like, I believe in this. I know, crazy. You just love... like Phil Rogers. Yeah, you guys should be friends. How am I crazy? Guys, they got to the NLCS with all those holes, and they started to fill those holes. I think they're going right back. I mean, they definitely, I think they're, they're going to put 100 wins together in, in the next season. But, and I know they, Oof. That's that. speaking of bold predictions. Um, wow. You know. Cubbies, 100 wins. Lester, Arietta, Bryant, Rizzo, like they're solid. They're they are very just solid. Just sign, just sign Lackey. Just sign and Lackey, Lackey, yes, John Lackey. Um, Fried chicken and beer to a World Series, <laughs> man. I need. And you know, Theo Epstein's obviously done wonders for this team. I just, I don't think they're. I think they're going to fall short again. And I, I mean, I want them. I want to see them win. I, I would love to see them win. I want to see Lester get another ring. Of course they do. But I, no, I don't. If I think. No, I just think they're not gonna get. They're not gonna win. I'm sorry, Jared. That's awful. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm gonna go bold prediction on the other side. Yes, I want them to win too, but I think they're gonna take a step back, even with all these players, because I think there's gonna be a lot of pressure on them. They severely overachieved last year, and I think they're gonna fall back to earth a little, little bit, even with these players. And I'm gonna say give them 85 wins. Call me crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm, Dude, they won like 97 games this year. I'm going bold though. So 85 wins and this, heck no. So they're gonna miss the playoffs. So you're having them like miss the playoffs. Yeah. Wow. That was very confident. Yes. That that was wow. That's like you like that. That one? was like you like that. You like that. <laughs> okay. 
I will say, Jess, that has the confidence that you were showing with that is how confident you were that the Red Sox were going to make the playoffs when you asked me to make buy playoff tickets for all these. <laughs> well, that was just crazy and hopeful. This is this feels more realistic. Hopefully, um, they're 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 with the whole kit and caboodle. That's for sure. No. Um, so there you go, Phil Rogers, MLB.com. Call him nuts. Call him fun. Whatever. It was it's kind of fun. I really don't, can't believe you guys are getting off the Cubs train so easily. That's awful. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just I, I feel like they're. I feel like there's gonna be a lot of pressure on them. They're gonna they're gonna fold. Did you guys real quick? I just thought this off the top of my head before we get out of here. Did you guys see the story about on ESPN that like mentioned that potentially Batista or Eduardo and Canastion could be the replacement for Ortiz next year? Whoa! I did not see that. That's, yeah, that's pretty out there. Um, there was a report that there's a chance that one of those two could be the DH replacement next year for when Ortiz leaves. But I want Haley Ramirez. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, obviously those two are really good options. Which one would you rather? Just real quick. I, I don't have to think about it. I don't, we'll talk about it when it actually comes, but just which one would you rather? Uh, um, do I have to choose? <laughs> yes. I guess Bautista, because I just, uh, I just love him. Yeah, I'm surprised Probably. you even thought about that. I yeah. know. I mean, I, I just I don't want to think about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think Batista's more consistent, less injury prone. You're gonna hate me for the reasoning why I'm picking Batista. Just the flair, the antics. I love the drama of him. The bat, that bat flip in the playoffs. Oh, I, mean, I, I love. That I could stuff. watch that all day. I do love that I bat flip. Heat up. I have that Jose Batista's bat flip. I have that picture saved. It was just, it was a great moment. But yeah. I don't want to think about that right now. <laughs> don't you want hey, it when just... uh arm arm up when he runs around the base? That's exciting. That is fun too. But I like. The... <laughs> Bautista's more of a leader. Oh, and definitely. So that, that, I think that's great for the locker room. And to put him and Price back together would be fun as well. So uh, that's something that's just sneak in the back of your head until uh, we get further down the road. Obviously, we have a whole other year of Big Poppy to enjoy before we even think about that. But it's just a little tidbit that I wanted to, uh, you know, pop in your heads to see uh, what you thought. Because, hey, it's going to happen. It's always fun to think, you know, it's going to be some random dude off the street who actually ends up uh, replacing Ortiz. Yeah, Hanley Ramirez. <laughs> He's not a random dude off the street. He lives here already. No, remember he lives in the street outside of, outside of Lansdowne in a trash can. He lives in the box. A fragile box, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. He lives in that little parking garage right next to the House of Blues on the left where you have to like pay like $85,000 to park for a game. Yep, that's where you can find Mr. Ramirez. Yep, Wait, he pays per night. Lauren, we didn't, I mean, we didn't pick the Cubs to win the World Series. Do you, do you have a pick? Currently, to win the World Series? Doing this, okay. Um, I do, and I'm going with uh, the biasness in me that I think it's going to be the Red Sox. Oh, no, it's not. Listen, it's not. You can say it's not going to be the Cubs, so bite me. <laughs> oh, wow. Bite me. Here we go. I love it. Impressive. I like, love it. Jess, Jess, do you have a pick? You know, I'm, I'm struggling with it. The biasness in me wants to pick the Red Sox, too, but I hate picking things, and I'm just going to end up looking stupid no matter what I say. So I like not picking the Cubs because I feel good about that. Um, the biased Jess picks the Red Sox. And, non-biased Jess? Um, is, does non-biased Jess exist? <laughs> Sometimes, yes. Sometimes, okay. Um, well, if we want to pick someone other than the Red Sox, I'm going to go... Giants! You know what? I want to do that, too, to keep the streak alive. But uh, let's go crazy and go with the Pirates. Whoa! I, like I would I would like them to win the World Series. I do love McCutcheon. If it wasn't, I will do. I'll give you a non-bias because if I will give you a non-Cubs answer, just because because that's my bias being a Cubs uh, second team Cubs fan, and just wanting that 
stupid streak to be over. Um, if it wasn't the Cubs, I would probably have to go boring here and pick the Cardinals because Cause they, always they were like, well, they always win. Yeah, but look at last year. They were 100 wins, and they should have went to the World Series, and the Cubs hit them at the right time. So I, I, I'd pick the Cubs to go back at least and try to win another one. You mean the Cardinals? I mean the Cardinals. Well, I mean, I'm picking the Cubs, yeah. I am, but <laughs> both, both um, if it's, I wouldn't be shocked if you saw a little Cubbies Cardinals World Series uh, NLCS action as well. I was going to say, that's hard to have them in the World Series. We're going to change the rules this Good year. <laughs> NL versus NL. Screw the AL. <laughs> but in all reality, uh, Red Sox all the way. <laughs> Woo! Okay, well, they're not going to win the World Series. The Cubs are, so we're good. Uh, I can't uh, wait. I can't <laughs> wait for Red Sox to beat the Cubs in the World Series. Except it's not going to happen uh, because the Cubs are only going to win 85 games. Right. Uh, just as weirdly bold prediction and this entire <laughs> show were brought to you by Grandstand, the new sports app. Sports highlights straight from the crowd. Share your own sports highlights and watch videos straight from the crowd, all from the fans' perspective. Download Grandstand on the App Store or at grandstand.me. Jess, you love how I sponsored your uh, bold prediction. Yeah, good old Grandstand. Got a little grandstand in your bold prediction. That was nice. Uh, don't forget, you can obviously follow us on Twitter at Red Sox underscore Beat. Facebook is just Red Sox Beat Podcast. Tumblr, please, again, we ask you all the time, uh, subscribe to us, rate, review on iTunes, and obviously you can listen to us on Stitcher as well. Um, first show of the year, guys, pretty pretty good, I think, uh, considering we didn't really think we had a lot to talk about, and we lasted a full show. So I can't argue. Yeah, it worked out well. That was good topics, good stuff. Bold predictions are always fun. They're always wrong. It's always fun talking about steroids, you know? It is. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, well, we'll end it there for the week. Um, we got another exciting week coming up. I know you football nuts are excited for playoff football. Patriots are the two-seed going into next week's wildcard weekend. They will not be playing. Uh, nothing major. Red Sox news. Looks like it's coming down, but who knows? We might be shocked. So, again, look out for more Red Sox coverage on the website as well on CLNSradio.com. Uh, Jess is violently leading us through the offseason written content and uh we'll, we'll be back for another episode next week so until I then be for, oh you will not be so lauren and i will be back for another episode <laughs> i'll be in week. florida join the sun so yeah uh, nice, nice for you nice hey for i you. do every show well, i deserve it that's true that's fair you deserve a nice little vacation um for, for just thomas lauren campbell and myself we'll be back. lauren and i will be back next week until then uh have a good week everyone <laughs>